Delegate Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 318. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, Ross Jedi Jane, as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here, right here with me in the L5J studios. How y'all doing this week, kids? It's been hot. I hope y'all keeping cool as best you can. This week on the show, we're going to try to keep you cool with a couple of cool dudes. A killer combo on An Elegant Weapon this week. It is the creative team behind the brand new comic book, Ogre from Source Point Press. This week's episode features artist Sean Daly out of Toronto, Ontario, and it features writer Bob Sally of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, Bob is the writer of The Salvagers. You may have heard of Salvagers. Uh, it's a fantastic comic book out and available from Source Point Press. Uh, Sean Daly is the mad genius behind Terraquil, and he is the artist on Samurai Grandpa. You may be familiar with these cats, and they're two very, very cool cats, as I have already stated. Uh, this week, I'm going to be heading to Boston to hang out with Bob Sally at Fan Expo Boston, formerly Boston Comic Con. It's going to be a good time. An Elegant Weapon is going to be there to cover the event and bring you lots of fun stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so next time you hear from me, I'll have some good time Boston Fan Expo Comic Con goodness for you. But as for now, please enjoy my conversation with Sean Daly and Bob Sally. Check out Ogre, available very, very soon from Source Point Press. Good times. Okay, anyways, so if anybody's interested in hearing about the history of either of these two fine gentlemen, Bob or Sean, they've both been on this show many, many, many times. So you can go to anelegantweapon.ca and you can type in their names and all the episodes that they've been on uh, will appear. And if you care about the old stuff, then go and check that out. But I don't feel like going over it again because there's lots of cool new stuff to talk about. Um, but we will kind of give a little bit of an origin to this. So... Sean, uh, you know, you got introduced to Source Point Press a few years ago, yes? Yeah, by you. <laughs> uh, yes, and yeah. uh, there was a definite immediate connection. There was an, a definite immediate want uh, from Travis and yourself to want to dump things together, and it took a little while. He kind of he kept you in his back pocket. He kind of kept you locked up in the safe for a bit until uh, yeah. until they found the right thing to come along. Who'd have thunk yeah. that it would be Bob fucking Sally to bring along <laughs> that thing? So how did this come about? And of course, we are talking about Ogre, which I told them about in the intro. And uh, yeah, how, where the fuck did this come from? What happened? We met at a Greater Philadelphia Con. And um, you know, I did my thing where I'd, I like to go up and down Artist Alley and just see everybody and uh, see the people I know and introduce myself to the people I don't know. And I hadn't met Sean yet, and I just like his work just popped out, and it was just so original, so different, and uh, you know he's obviously like Canadian, so he's a really nice guy. Um, <laughs> and you know we were just talking, and I think we were both kind of like, yeah, we'd love to work together. 
And then, uh, you know, like I think later on that night we were at the hotel and I remember hearing Travis being like, I want, I want somebody to write a script for Sean Daly. And I was like, you know, all right. I was like, that's, I was like done. I mean, like, I'll figure that out. And, uh, and I, I did, I had something that I was working on that was like a fantasy tale that was kind of like this epic adventure. And it wasn't something that I actually would have thought that I would take to Sean. But when I was talking with it, with Travis, uh, he kind of flipped it on its head. And when he did that, I was like, now this would be something that would be awesome to take to Sean. So that was probably, you know, Travis's genius. Is what do you mean like, by that? What did he flip on its head exactly? Um, well, the ogre tale, I wanted to have a story about this uh, this discredited hero who was thrown in prison. And uh, he was, you know, he was um, sent he, reluctantly. He went on this adventure and uh, it had just all these moving parts and everything. And uh, and Travis was like, what if instead of instead of the hero being like you know a, a ranger type fantasy hero human uh it was the ogre that was the hero you know who didn't want to be around people but you know he's chained to you know a dead guy and he sees his ghost and that dead guy's you know the dead guy's ghost is the one who kind of pushes him on to go on this adventure that he doesn't want to go on so I took that and I was just like, all right. And I just started writing a script and just trying to figure out what would work. And obviously, like, you know, I wanted to have trolls and pixies and all that shit. So, uh, it's so just, it's, it's kind yeah. of a rated R Shrek. Um, PG 17, <laughs> is that NC 17? <laughs> There's no nudity. There's no, I, I don't like to do the, uh, the nudity and the cursing. Uh, just because I don't like to, I don't like a kid coming up to my table and me and have to say to like the parents, like, oh, this isn't age appropriate. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it, I don't think that this story warranted that. Like, it didn't need to be vulgar. It didn't need to be mature. Well, you're a pretty clean um, guy in general. You don't even swear a lot now that I think I do, about it. Actually, I do. You I just, do, but not it's when, like... it's when the cameras are off and the tape's not rolling. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Sean, while this is all being cooked up, with the intention of having you do it, are you aware at all? Uh, well, I was somewhat aware because we knew we wanted to work with each other. Uh, I didn't know exactly what I was in store for, so that it was pretty exciting to, to find that out uh, gradually. And also, it was something that I had, like a genre I'd never worked in before. It was like a, this type of fantasy, so... Uh, yeah, it just everything fired on all cylinders when I heard the uh, the idea and what what uh, we wanted to do moving forward. So how did the process work, Bob? Did you like after Travis said that you wrote the script, gave, showed it to Travis and then he said approach Sean? Yeah, no, I mean, we knew we wanted Sean to do it. I mean, that was my goal the whole time was to write the script for Sean. Um, and I think Travis as well. Travis wanted, uh, you know, he wanted Sean to do something with Source Point Press. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was definitely written for Sean. And, now, Sean, uh, did you know it was being written for you while it was being written? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, I don't recall. <laughs> I don't recall if I. Uh, or did it come to I you as a finished script? Like, Bob, did you go to him and be like, here it is. Draw this. Yeah, I think I think it was pretty much, I told Sean, like, you know, cause he was working on the project and 
I was, you know, because we knew we weren't working together yet. Like it was like, you know, he's he's like, I got to finish this. So you know, I had, I think, about, I think I had like two months to write these three issues that, you know, were uh, like 85 page script. Um, so I knew I had two months to do it. So we knew we were going to be working on this. But uh, seeing Sean's work, I kind of knew like, all right, th- like th- this is the kind of tone you want to do with the story. Um, you know, Sean's got a great way of making things colorful, but also, m- you know, reaching into your heart and just tearing it out. So uh, <laughs> it's 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 a very unique style. So I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have tear jerking. Uh, I wanted to have adventure. And, um, you know, so I, I took those two months to write out the whole thing. And when I got done, issue, uh, you know, the script for issue one, I gave it to Travis. Travis edited it. Um, and then, you know, while he was doing that, I was writing uh, issue two. And I told Travis at the same time, I'm like, this is the time frame that we have. So I want to at least have issue two done at this point, because that's when Sean's going to be ready to work. And I really wanted to have everything done. This is all mapped out. Because I really wanted to have everything done by the end and out into previews and in stores by the end of 2018 in hopes because I really believe in Sean's work and I want to see Sean nominated for Ringo Awards for this and Harvey Awards for this. So uh, I wanted to have it all wrapped up by December so people could order this book and uh, you know get it as right. a Christmas present to a loved one. Oh, that's a sweet thought. See, you, you're always thinking about the family. You know, that's good. Oh, yeah. So, Sean, was there at any point that you at least thought to yourself or went ahead and got a hold of Travis just to make sure that he was okay with your first Source Point press book being with (laughs) Bob Sally? No. It'd be funny if be funny if Travis had had no idea. Bob, you were like, no, see, no. Travis said it's good. Trust me. Go ahead. Try. Yeah, trust me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. I. You know, when I read that first script, uh, even even if Travis said no, no, like we got something else, I probably would have said, well, no. <laughs> like this is. I'm down. I'm. I'm down. There's. You know. Let me just do this. This is going to be fun no there's no way he would have gone along with that this it is tons of fun and 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 you bring up the color thing bob and sean you seem to to bring a little more of that out this book around uh how how was the process this time Uh, did you just go into it with your with your usual set of awesome skills like knowing what you can do or did you push anything did you try anything new oh yeah i know i tried a, a whole bunch of new stuff but i you know, had just come off Samurai Grandpa when I was starting this one here, uh, when I was starting Ogre. So I kind of took what I had learned on that book and just tried to expand on it in, in every way that I could, drawing in a few other colorists for, for influence. And, uh, yeah, actually I just got uh, a preview, Bob, of the, the first issue in the mail today. It just came in. Oh, uh, nice. So I, yeah. Thank you for sending that. I, oh, I looked yeah. at it about like, you know, three or four hours ago, and I'm I'm so happy with the print quality. That, oh, it's that, amazing! Yeah. yeah, who printed it? Kraken Print. Of course they did. Kraken okay. Print. Check them out, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. so good. They re- replicated the colors perfectly. 
Yeah, when that thing came, I mean, I was really happy. And I, I told Travis, I mean, I, I got a bunch because I want to take them to comic shops. And it was funny because he was like, I don't want to see anybody posting anything with pirated copies. So I was like, <laughs> you know, gave one to my mom. And I was like, just, mom, you know, don't don't go posting anything on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about the best thing about trying to do anything in comic books is when you have your mom around and you can you can basically dumb everything down. And be like, hey, listen, everybody, this is for my mom. Because my mom, my mom doesn't like when you talk to people that don't know anything about comics. I just had a buddy of mine. He's like, okay, so give me the rundown. What do I have to do? Do I have to go? I have to go into a comic shop, and what do I say? And I'm just like, it's amazing. Like, right? Like the guys, like, and he's like, and where do I find a comic shop? Like, wh- like are they just like in every like little mini mall? I'm like. You know, just I'll get you one. This is <laughs> such a big deal for so many reasons. It's crazy. It's it it's it's got cool factor oozing out all over this entire situation, this entire project. Because first yeah. of all, it brings you two together, which I oh, yeah. find adorable. I don't know why you you two were just a match that make me smile. And, uh, you know, I'm quite looking forward to all that spills out of your creative endeavors together. It's Sean Daly's first source point press book, which is, you know, something that's first of many, which which we've been waiting for for so long. This is something that, you know, ever since I, you know, we all got to know each other and introductions were made. Sean, I know how badly you've wanted to work with this group. How does it feel to finally yeah. have something on the table with everybody else? Yeah, no, it, it was a, it was a big deal to me. Uh, and looking at my career and where it was and moving forward that I make sure that, uh, I do not just one, but more than a few books with source point, uh, just because the mentality of, uh, you know, everything that, they're just a big family and it feels i think i've actually mentioned this to you before that they feel like like an uh a 90s punk label yes where everything totally. is just yeah. do it yourself everyone has their their roles everyone has the time that they put in and everyone just cares so much about everything that is going in and coming out of source point that it just seemed it it was everything that i had wanted in a comic book uh publisher right so, it just hit your sensibilities uh, perfectly yeah. yeah yeah see i look at it also totally like that but like i feel like i'm the guy taking the pictures to source points Dogtown. you know what i mean like whoever <laughs> yeah. that dude was who took all those pictures that went in those magazines so it's an amazing <laughs> yeah. thing to get to watch and kind of record all this happening over the years and uh i just put out an episode with it was the the final piece of this year's Motor City Comic Con, and I talked to Dan Doherty and Dirk Manning both about the fact that when I met them a bunch of years ago, that the, you know there's maybe three books on the table, and in the short span of whatever five years, it's exploded to you know like fifteen to twenty books on a table, and the output yeah. has been insane. And I I know how hard you've been working on this, Sean, because this one you know induced one of your famous disappearing acts you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, you know i'm sure you're busy with other stuff but how much time has gone into this book like oh this is this has been the full-time thing for me right now wow Um, just you know 
Well, I got I got to say like all right, so when we when we first started working on this book, Sean was on Facebook. And <laughs> probably halfway halfway through issue 5, or no, I'm sorry, issue 1, like we're doing it and all of a sudden I go to tag him on something and I can't. <clears throat> yeah. So then I go to look for him and he's gone. And I'm like, wow, I pissed this guy off so much <laughs> that, that he that he defriended and blocked me. <laughs> and uh, so then, I, you know, but I didn't want to say anything to like anybody. I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to say anything to Travis and then him be like, what did you do? So I was trying to like ask other people like that didn't even know any. I was like, look for this guy. And they're like, no, he's not there. And I'm like, OK, maybe he just deactivated his account. But yeah. it was it was just weird to me because I just, you know, for a minute I got like this panic attack where I was like, well, here's a weird oh, part shit. to the dichotomy of your two's relationship is, you know, as you're saying, Sean vanished from the Facebook existence and you are, you know, you use it quite often as your main PR tool. Like, of course, all your social media, but uh, you're a bit of a Facebook whore yourself there, Bob. I am. Yeah, guilty as charged. Uh, it's free, and it's uh, the way to engage that audience. So there, there, there were times in the beginning I always thought I was like, man, I'm just pissing everybody off with how much I'm posting this and that. And then you, you know you learn the algorithms and everything, and you're like, half the people aren't even seeing what I'm posting, so I have to post it constantly. It's just <laughs> a shame for those people that do follow you. Well, you love your like, live videos, so. You love doing that. You, shit. you know, you know actually, it. Just admit I, it. You have a blast. <laughs> I do. I, I do like them. Um, I, I've. I haven't done them as often as I should. Uh, you know, but I know Dirk Manning likes to jump on there, and and he he he's somebody you watch him, and you're like, all right, that's that's what you got to learn from. You know, like Dirk's got that WWE mentality when he goes live. <laughs> you know, I do it where I'm like, all right, the kids, you know, are off playing with. You know, electrical wires. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> you got to sneak it in there when you can. Yeah, man. you got to sneak it in. You know, totally. you know, like when you're like, you know, 50, uh, 50 feet up in a tree. Well, hey, you know. It, I love them. Location, location, <laughs> location, right? Exactly. You know, so uh, I, that just kind of, you got off it just before. I remember telling you, Sean, like since they made that big algorithm change, I've actually enjoyed Facebook a lot more. Yeah. It, it seems to be a lot more personal, way less ads. Are you finding that, Bob? Are you finding? Oh it's, yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, 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 everybody sits there and rips on Mark Zuckerberg. I think he's doing a fantastic job. He, he's evolving with how social media is evolving and how people are evolving. I mean, at one point, social media was chronological and it was just crap, and now it's like people are like, you know, I, I was looking online for. Uh, a dustbuster and then all of a sudden an ad came up for a dustbuster <laughs> so i think he saw that that like, and i think he did like i think he got feedback and it was like that's really intrusive so he's like okay let's stop doing that yeah um so i i do like facebook um i and now i'm learning from freddie packard uh we want to talk about crack and print the guy that's running crack and print for uh us uh he's he's a genius when it comes to instagram so, you know, with him, like he was telling me all about this Instagram and I'm like, ah, Instagram, Instagram, but he started talking about it and I started listening to him. So like Instagram's really a valuable tool. Hey, as well. you know, who's got the formula for Instagram? That, that would be the McKnight formula. Uh, yeah. Jimmy McKnight of Arc Junkies podcast. He figured out 
a thing. He actually gave me a few tips, and I tried, and they totally worked. I'll have to talk to him. Yeah, I know. He knows. He knows what he's doing over there. If anybody wants, if anybody's got a pension for welding, you might want to check out the Arc Junkies podcast. Uh, You know that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, SourcePoint has gone through such a crazy growth, especially with the comic experience. And all those kids joining up, it feels like especially in the last year that the family exploded, you know? Yeah, and I think like uh, Sean actually mentioned it uh, where – and it was the same way I felt when I first met them. Uh, They are a family. Like they are such a family. And you look at any small press publisher, they do not have what SourcePoint Press has. And that is people who really believe in the publisher. Yeah. And I think that a lot of uh, these small press publishers are the opposite where it's, you know, what can you, what can the publisher do for me rather than what can I do for the publisher? Right. Uh, you know, and that's, and I think that's why source point press is going to uh, ex- keep continuously growing and getting bigger. It's a team effort. Right? Yeah, exactly. They're surrounded with people that are saying, I'll do what I need to do for my titles and my creations, but what else can I do for you? Right. And what else can I do for another creator? So I think that's why we're going to win. And I think it. I think Travis made a great decision with Diamond. And oh, I, yeah. I know he stayed away from that for a long time for very, very understandable reasons. He had certain philosophies and what SourcePoint was built on worked for SourcePoint and continues to do so and will continue to do so. And that's the fact that, you know, very rarely will you attend a, a semi-major con even in the United States these days and not have a SourcePoint press presence in some way. And now with him finally deciding to try Diamond again, uh, it seems to be really working out. And, yeah. you know, a very smart selection of books for each volume and each previews. And uh, it, it's got to be awesome for all you guys to see your books and previews, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and again, it doesn't go without work. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just like the same thing at being at a con. Uh, you know, you don't you don't wait for somebody to come to your table. You know, you don't wait for a comic shop just to flip through to the back of a previews magazine and happen to come across your book. Like, you know, it's you work and you, you get out there and you try to you know talk to people and talk to comic shops and uh, get them to order those books. And, you know, I did uh, for Salvagers when they did it. And I think the books hit in April. I was hitting shops doing signings because that's what I promised them. Right. You know, I said, if you order my book, I'll come in there and I'll do a signing. So. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I, I mean, I like doing that. So, and the more that we do, the more we get out into shops, uh, the more people know the source point press name and the more they trust what they're getting with source point press. So the more they'll say, yeah, you know what? I will try that. Yeah, totally. It's, uh, it's a solid thing. And just to build off something that works is a smart idea. You know, it's weird to me to think back, but it's, I met you before you were part of SourcePoint Press, and that's odd for me to remember, man. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't long after, because it was C2E2, like three years ago, when we met in person for the first time. Well, that's when that's when I uh, – because I was speaking to Gary Reed before I spoke to Travis, and Gary was the one who told me to go talk to Travis. And, uh, and then at C2E2, that C2E2 show where I met you – I went over and I talked to Travis, introduced myself, and then he and I started a whole dialogue about Shelter Division uh, because Salvagers was already with somebody 
And, uh, you know, and he wanted it, he picked it up. And then that's when I started working with them. And then naturally I felt like, you know, when things didn't work out with the publisher I was with, uh, you know, it was just an obvious choice to be like, well, take this on. Right. Well, salvagers was the, was the staking point in sci-fi, I think for source point. It was, it was their first real purely sci-fi title that, was already an established title. You already had a fan base going. People already liked the salvagers and it was a perfect fit, you know, despite yeah. it not being a horror book, which is always kind of their thing in the beginning, you know? Yeah. And, and I, and I remember saying that to Gary, I was like, you know, I didn't think that uh source point press would be a place that I would take that. And I think Gary had, uh, he, he could see that source point press was eventually going to have to, you know, they were going to get big enough that they were going to have to start taking on other things and right, right. expanding in that way. Uh, you got you got to get everybody if that's the plan, right? So yeah, if I you mean, want you everybody, you got to have right. something for everybody. Yeah, Travis, you know, will pride himself on the fact that he doesn't want to have a superhero book. But if you've ever read Family Graves, you know, it's uh, it's kind of got that. It's a horror, but it's got that Incredibles type superhero vibe. Uh, so it's it's a great it's a great book, but. Uh, but that goes back to like what you were talking about comics experience, you know, bringing in some major talent, right? Major um, talent, you know, and the addition yeah. of Mr. Devin Wong from right here <laughs> in the T. Uh, well, speaking of Canadian talent in the source point press realm, Sean, it's a weird thing that you being the mouse of the city type who actually with his pencil roars like a lion and you are kind of one of the odder choices. Most people wouldn't believe you would have been one of the first people to get the fuck out and go down to Philly and fucking take the chance and end up having a great show and to not be interested in any of the kind of, you know, same old stuff going on in the community. You were the one who saw source point and saw that kind of, you know, that, punk heart mentality is is that weird for you do you know what i mean like uh, yeah I, I know what you mean but that uh you know being completely honest wasn't you know that was my decision but it was fueled by you by me <laughs> you have a, a, a by you yeah oh you mean you philly told yeah, me that yeah 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 that, you know like i i couldn't have heard better things about it from you. So to say that I ever would have gone without, you know, you telling me about it, I don't know that I would have. Uh, it's a. So it's been a weird run, my I, friend. <laughs> yeah. So Jason Clark actually kind of created Ogre. I did nothing of the sort. <laughs> I take a little bit of credit for Morte. <laughs> But uh, not too much. It's a cool thing, man. It really is. I mean, I, I met Sean originally. It was through Twitter when we started the podcast way back when. I don't know if you know our origin story, Bob. But <laughs> I don't. But back in the day when I first started the show and I had my co-host Sean, uh, R.I.P. Potato Waste, uh, we met Sean daily here through Twitter. 
and we were a fan of his art, fan of his work, and then we went because he was going to be doing a show, and I can't tell you what show it was, whether it was Fan Expo or Toronto Comic Con, probably Toronto Comic Con at the time, I don't remember, but we started meeting Sean at the shows, and hanging out with Sean there and getting to know him, and then he would just be on the show all the time, and it was cool because no one knew who the hell he was at the time, and no one knew who the hell I was at the time. <laughs> And to be able to, you know, grow what I was doing through shouting out what he was doing was a particularly cool way to, you know, kind of get into this whole having something to actually do and create or be involved in the comic book community other than just going to the shows and buying art, right? Because that's all I did for years was just go buy comics and art. And then starting the podcast and getting to be like, you know, these are cool people. Maybe I can provide a sort of platform, you know. And uh, here we are, almost eight years later, still trucking along. And in that eight years, we've seen so much Terraquil. We have seen Samurai Grandpa, you know, and now we're going to see Ogre. And it's been an exciting evolution for you, Sean Daly. Oh, yeah. It's been a wild ride, to say the least. Like, look what you got on the table now, plus your entries in the Toronto Comics anthologies. How many, two volumes did you do? Uh, three. Three, no. you did do three. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So, you know, that's cool, because when I met you, you had nothing but Terraquil stapled together. That was it, yeah. Sta- literally, literally stapled together. Literally stapled together, yeah. Bob. It was you, you <laughs> I've them. The sto- I've heard the stories. Folded them in half, stapled them together. His business yeah. cards were cut out cardboard with a stamp. And the stamp, I think, just had your name and email or something. <laughs> yeah, they still are. They still are. <laughs> Jeez, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's bloody amazing. So uh, talk a little bit, because I don't want to not mention Samurai Grandpa, because what an incredible, incredible work of art that book is. Uh, how was the response, and how's it been? Yeah, it's uh, It was good, and it still is, thankfully. Uh, we've still got... Uh, people ordering it online uh, regularly, and uh, yeah, the, it's it was so much fun. We've we've already started brainstorming for a follow up to that, which we'll get to eventually down the line. So uh, yeah, more stuff in the works for that. Uh, I learned so much on that book, which to me is the best thing about it. Uh, was just. You know, the learning process and figuring out new techniques and new storytelling ideas. Uh, I, Yeah, so much fun. But yeah, the next one will hopefully be even better. That took up a lot of your life, dude. <laughs> Samurai Grandpa was an endeavor, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's fun to watch because you are online and you are sharing progress, which is the coolest thing, you know. It's, uh, it's, it's A, good to know you're still alive. And B, it's, it's, it's very cool to see the work in progress, you know? I mean, that's one of the coolest things about being a comic fan in the social media age is getting to see these things as they're created and getting to see them as they go, you know? Yeah, no, sharing Ogre has been, like, the, the reception to that has been outstanding. Uh, everybody's been sending uh, some, you know, some really nice tweets and leaving some very kind comments and it's just so so good to to see that people are paying attention and more than that actually really enjoying what they're seeing it's 
I'm trying to find the word to describe most of the work you've done at this point. And I don't want to say serious, but like, uh, you know, a lot of your stuff is very sweet and uh, sentimental at times and, you know, is is dramatic, I guess you could say. And, you know, Bob's known for a little lighter touch, uh, a little bit more fun. And I think that's one of the things that people are really stoked about is seeing – what you're going to do with, with some of the fun that we know Bob Sally can bring, you know? Yeah, no. And when I read the uh, first uh, script, the first couple scripts for Ogre, uh, it was so clear that Bob was writing for my sensibilities, I guess you could say. Right. Uh, Cause there's, yeah, there's so many great emotional beats uh, throughout this story that I hope I'll do justice with the art, but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> so we can expect yeah. a little bit more of a serious turn from you then, Bob. Yeah. Uh, you know, this, this is going to be different than salvagers for sure. Uh, you know, and I think that for me working with Sean, um, and this is not a discredit to any other artist that I worked with, but I think it was just that, you know, working, uh, on, you know, a salvager is like a space opera type thing. Like it was fun for me and, it, and it, it's my passion. It's my heart. It's my child. But, um, ogre, I look at that and I feel like that's, uh, that's like the, that's like the work of art, you know, and, and, and that's like the work of art is Sean's work. So I really didn't want to just kind of do something just fun. And like I really wanted to play with something where people could look at it. And look at the art, read the book, and maybe kind of feel something within their own lives. Uh, I just, I didn't want to, I really wanted to take it serious. And I didn't want to lose the opportunity to have such a great artist and, and not make people really feel something. So how was the partnership itself? How involved did you guys need to get? Was there a lot of messaging? Was there... You know, just stuff thrown back and forth occasionally. Did you kind of write it and then basically it was thrown in Sean's hands? How did that work? Um, so I'll take it from here, Sean, if you don't mind. Please. Uh, I, so I would give Sean the script. No, because this, this is actually no... no sorry, that little anything. exchange just was the absolute pinnacle of any kind of description there could be of y- your guys' relationship. And that is you <laughs> saying, uh, if you don't mind, I'll take it from here, and him saying... Please, please. <laughs> so, uh, I like you know. Usually, when you work with an artist, uh, the artist sends you back thumbnails, uh, you know, layouts, so you can kind of get an idea before they really start getting diving into it, inking it, and all, like really doing the work. Right. <clears throat> and uh, consultation. And Sean, yeah, and uh, Sean would send these, and he'd have notes about you know what changes he made and why he made them. Um, I just did an interview for, uh, like, just like, um, you know, a, a comic book website. And one of the things that they asked me was describe in one word what it's like working with Sean Daly. And I said, lesson, uh, hmm. because I came out of this already. I mean, he's, he hasn't even started vol- uh, issue three yet. So I'm sure I'm going to even learn more, but. Um, the one thing you have to understand that anybody that's listening to this that doesn't understand that doesn't know Sean Daly's work is that not only is he an amazing artist, he's an amazing writer. And it's a, it's a, been a privilege to actually work with him and learn from him the little tips that I've gotten 
uh, as he's been giving me back layouts and why he would do this or that, or, you know, let's, like, I, I decided to do this. And, uh, and Sean, I just want you to know, like all those things have not just gone on the wayside. Like, I mean, I've, I've been learning from those things. So, uh, it's, it's been a great, it's been an amazing process working with Sean because, uh, he is, he's, he's a very gifted artist and a very gifted writer. And I've, I've, I'm coming away with this as a better writer, uh, having known him and having worked with him. How's that? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Do you feel the same in any way, Sean? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you uh, learn you know, anything I, I from? <laughs> what, I, I need to know what you learned from Bob Sally. You know, I I generally, uh, you know, unless I'm I'm doing like creator stuff, I, I generally don't uh, try try to offer too much input on script or anything like that. And <clears throat> here's the thing, though, I, I haven't had to do much of that at all because the script was just so tight the way it was right. uh, anything that I offered was more things that uh, I, that would make the art work better on my end. Uh, but anything that I have offered, Bob has just been so receptive and, uh, and allowing of these suggestions, which is amazing. I can't tell you, and I literally can't <laughs> explain how important that is to the process where, uh, you know, the writer and the artist are working in a way where they're both receptive to each other's ideas and not afraid to change things up where needed. Right. Uh, so important. Was there any headbutting of any kind, like a single tiny disagreement, like down to the color of a pair of shoes or anything? I, I, I don't think so. No. Um, I don't remember a single thing where it was like, oh, can you change this? Oh, well, I could, but I, I don't want to. Like, I don't think any of us, you know, Everything yeah. has been super receptive, and if there was a suggestion that didn't end up going uh, going through, it was because both of us agreed in the end that yeah, it doesn't actually need to be done. Right. You know, everything has been super mutual. I think that like both our mentality is it doesn't matter. You know, it's 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 the story that needs to be right. And, you know, and, and, and there's no uh, ego there to be like, well, you know, I want it done this way or I want it done that way. It's just what whatever's best for the story is when we're both we're both very much in tune with that. Yeah, it, yeah, it makes absolutely. sense. I mean, you're both and, and and I'm not saying this to be like overly complimentary or anything, because I definitely wouldn't want to do that, um, is that, well, you're both just nice guys. You're both chill. You know, you're both pretty, you know, straight ahead guys. So it kind of makes sense that you would work well together. I mean, I don't, there's no ego on, on really either side. So, you know, there, I, I can't see any reason why it wouldn't be mainly a smooth process, you know? I figured it'd yeah, be far more, more annoyance coming from Travis get, trying to stick his nose in there occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was there any of that or you get, did he just let you guys go? Yeah, he just, I mean, he edited it and he gave it to, uh, you know, he gave it back to me and I went through Travis's edits. And was it a one-time edit or was this a continuously, a continuous no, process? It was, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, and that's one of the things I actually kind of felt good about was, uh, you know, I, I was actually a little nervous with Travis editing one of my scripts because I just thought I was like, he's just going to destroy it. <laughs> uh, and he came back and he came back and he was like, you know, this, 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 like little things. And then, 
you know, I don't know if he's going to kill me for saying this, but it's actually probably if anybody asks me what the best compliment I have ever received in all of writing, uh, when he got finished editing issue two and I finally I asked him, I was like, you know, so what'd you think? And he just wrote back extremely good. And I think for like the whole day, my like my whenever I'd see my wife, we'd be like passing in the kitchen because I think it was like a weekend and we were both home. And like I would just look at her and I was like, extremely good. Like that was like <laughs> like Travis McIntyre. And it was in, and it was in a Facebook message where like people, you know, people like break up with each other or like tell each other that they're having a kid in Facebook Messenger. So I was like. The fact like he didn't call me, it was just, I could I was like that's enough for me. And I was like and it was great because I do I, I know like I know Travis reads a lot of shit. So where's and, your conf, where are your confidence levels with this book? Be honest. Oh, I mean I'm I I love it. Not I'm in really each funny. other's sides in your own contributions. In the, in the script, mean, I'm like I think it's the best script that I've ever written, uh, and hopefully it's not the best script that I ever write. But I think right now it's the best script that I've ever written. Um, and I and I think when you have something like that and you look at the level of art that's coming back and it's amazing, you're like you're just it's that feeling where you're like, you know, I can die in peace. Like right. this is if this is the last thing I ever produce, fine, because it's beautiful. Um, I'm thrilled with the way that uh, it was written. Uh, you know, after the editing process, it became even better. And when the right when the artist took over, it even went up another level. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I hope it does really well in previews. Uh, you know, it's I know it's hard to get people to go out and order a book when you know they're not going to see it for two months. But um, hopefully, we put up enough teasers and enough images out there and, and right. create enough gener- like generate enough buzz that people are willing to pay three ninety nine an issue. You know, in the end, you're paying less than 12 bucks for 84 pages of uh, fantasy artwork, beautiful storytelling. Right. How about you, Sean? Is this the best work you've ever done? Yeah. So far, it absolutely is. Uh, And I'm super excited to see the reception uh, of the finished project. Uh, Of course, I'm a little, you know, a little nervous because anytime you put out something new, uh, you never know how it's going to go. And I think that, you know, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been putting work out. If you put something new out and you're not nervous about it, then you maybe need to reconsider, <laughs> you know, how, yeah. how everything's going. I, th- I think being a little nervous is actually a really good thing. Uh, so, yeah. yeah uh, Keeps you humble, I at least. <laughs> definitely excited. Yeah. It's... uh. It's going to be at least your probably your most colorful work to date, right? Yeah, it will be, uh, which is also very exciting. It's cool to see, uh, you know, with Samurai Grandpa, I was uh, learning something kind of new every five pages or so, uh, and I always felt like there were some discrepancies in the art. Like, you could see that. Like, how uh, do you learn your art, though? Like, because you have such a unique style – how do you integrate like learning basic ana- anatomy like an artist would? How do you integrate that into your style? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, like where do you learn from when there's nobody doing anything like what you're doing? Uh, 
I well, I I learned just from other people, really, uh, just looking on Instagram, uh, seeing what other people are doing, and just other styles of artwork that I'm really attracted to. A lot of the books that I've been reading lately, it seems like every time I pick up a new book, it somehow influences what I'm doing and or how I'm doing what I'm doing, at least. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of always changing a little bit, which. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever stop changing. Maybe it will, but well, and maybe it's just such subtle changes that only I notice as well. Like it, you know. It's 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 just you 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 know that you learn weird compared to most people. I do because you <laughs> I, I you, know you really I know weird. for a fact that you learn weird because you also have this odd natural sense. Like you learned art, which you have not been doing long. Okay, at this point, you've been like what seven, almost eight years, but. When I met you at the time, you had barely started. You had been drawing for maybe two years. And not like a kid who drew all the time and then went back to it and like rediscovered the passion. No, you were a musician who later in life decided, I will give drawing, drawing a shot and ended up being this crazy, unique, original, awesome fucking artist. So... Your learning method and the way your brain works is not like your typical artist. You know, you learn in a weird way because I don't even know why, because, but you just do. And <laughs> does that make sense? Like, it's yeah, like, it it's like you're one of those musicians who can't read music, but can like hear a song and play it. Like that, right. that's, that's what, that's the kind of feel I get for you as an artist as well. Is that the kind of musician you were? It, it is actually. I can't read music at all, but, uh, you know, it's, right. they're not they're not hard to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every musician listening to this right now is like, Fuck. see, that's the weird thing. It's so hilarious to hear that, Bob, because, you know, you're genuinely talking to a genuinely humble individual in Sean Daly. No, I know. I know he'll, I didn't he'll, mean he'll, it like once, that. Once in a while, mean... once in a while, though, he'll let something slip like that. <laughs> yeah. Music's not. Hey, hey, Jimmy Page. <laughs> It ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, that, it ain't fucking rocket science. What? <laughs> I, I think he it's would a guitar, agree with me. you just play it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably would, actually, though. He might, yeah. He might. Uh, well, inspiration is fun, though. I went the other night, I went down to uh, the lake, a nice little park. I think it's Lakefront Park in Oakville. And I met up with uh, two incredibly talented artists, well, actually three in their own rights, uh, Mr. Sam Noir, Mr. Mike Ruth, and Casey Parsons. And yeah. we were down there just chilling, hanging out, and drawing and stuff. And I, you know, I, I don't draw too often, but knowing these guys were gonna, I brought my sketchbook down. And you can't help but feel it. You can't sit there with those guys while they're doing that and not want to pick up a pencil. It's it's. It's a it's a weird like thing where it dr if it draws you in if you have any kind of artistic you know prowess whatsoever you know, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Have you seen this cauldron thing happening, Sean? Have you been at all in the real world to to know that's going on? Uh, is that at Gotham Central? No, <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll just, uh, we'll just that. awesome no it's beautiful that's staying right where it is uh, uh, <laughs> Sam Noir Shane Heron and a few people have they're putting together they just did a kickstarter uh, I think they reached like 400% congratulations fella fellas I was very very honored and privileged to star in their kickstarter video 
which thanks, by the way, to all you fine people out there. I got a lot of really cool response off that video. Um, so I'm glad you all enjoyed it so much. Um, but they're doing a, a, a horror magazine in the heavy metal style, and they're calling it Cauldron. And right now it's three stories. It's going to be Sam, Shane, uh, and Ricky. I've all written three different stories. And Casey is doing uh, Ricky's story. And it's it's going to be pretty cool, I think. I can't believe you haven't heard about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. That's, uh, <laughs> well, it's because you're, you're off social media. You're off the grid. Nobody can get in touch with you. That's what his existence. That's his, you can those pages though. His his whole That's existence it. consists of rolling out of his bed into his drawing chair, feeding his hamster, and going about his day. So, how is that little road? I, I, I look at this book. I was like, this is probably going to be my one opportunity to work with Sean Daly because after this, you know, he's going to be so busy <laughs> with with with, uh, with everybody just throwing their scripts at him that I'll be like, Hey man, whenever you, uh, whenever you want to do one together again. No, I mean, I mean, I, I hope that does happen, but at the same time, I don't think this will be the last time we work together. I, I, I appreciate that. I hope. Yeah. Well, here's, yeah. you see, it's weird. You guys talking like that because being a source point production, there's an end to this. And do you hope to maybe do more or another volume? Is it you know an well, inkling? Well, yeah, we've already we've already talked about it. Uh, I've talked to Travis about it, but I guess I think the same thing. Like what Sean said, like you have that nervous uh, tick in the back of your mind where you're like, what if what if nobody likes it? Yeah, what see if it's how it not, goes first. What Makes if it's sense. what if it's not good? <laughs> yeah. like, what if it doesn't have a good response? Yeah, and then you're like, well, I guess we don't do another one. Well, it's a strange time in Source Point Land. Yeah. You know, like like Casey's Casey's pushing it. Casey, you know you're pushing it because <laughs> she finally had it, and she's like, "We're doing more Nora," and Travis said no, and she said yes, and I, I asked I mean, her, I was like, "How did you how did you convince Travis to let you do more Nora?" And she said, "Because I told him that's how it was going to be." <laughs> and you know, only Casey could get away with saying this to Travis, probably, of course. But she she wasn't gonna let Nora die, and I'm very happy she didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's such a popular book, and I mean, like you, when you go to a convention and you see people coming up and they're like they're they already had issue one and two, so now they want three, or they already had one, two, and three, so now they need four. It's you can't ignore that and say, well, let's stop doing it. Yeah. It's it's. If people are coming back for more, then you gotta you gotta keep doing it. And if she has, I and mean, that's probably like for her, that's her salvagers, that's her passion. Oh yeah. So why not let that pour out? You know. So I I totally encourage that. Absolutely. I just I also know she has a ton of stuff in her to to pour out, and it, it's crazy because when I just met her or whatever how many years ago, she was a fucking blogger like. She's writing short stories on the internet and shit. Like, <laughs> and now look at her. She's super cosmic guest at all the shows and shit. So, oh yeah, I'm so yeah, proud of her. Solid. I'm so happy yeah, for exactly. her. It's uh, it, it's it's it really is. It's a cool thing. And you know, she's also got a got a little connection to a very cool thing going on right now, and that's this uh, this this organic growth that has been happening in Canada itself for Source Point Press. 
And, you know, when you, when you've got work coming out that's going to have fingerprints of Sean Daly, David Bishop, uh, Devin Wong, fucking Allison O'Toole, for fuck's sakes, has been doing some editing for, for Casey. That's, that's the stirrings of, of some Source Point Press Canada shit going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're, and I mean, obviously, we're very happy to, you know, be working with people. I mean, like, the people that we're working with uh, that are Canadian, like you just said all their names, like they're, they're so talented and uh, you know, we're looking forward to having that not be, you know, American press that's North America, you know, and, and being able to jump across the back and forth across the border for both of us is a big deal. And it's, it's very cool for me to, to honestly have been able to help in any little way that I can, because I want everybody to feel that, feeling you get when you're part of that source point press family and when i know a guy like kevin joseph for years and i'm such a huge fan of tart that it's 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 unreal like that's one of the most beautiful comic books around and to have had any hand in helping him get the opportunity to do anything to do with source point never mind do a book with dave fucking bishop is is a super super cool thing because you know that just ma- it, it it makes the people who feel like they already should be family more part of the family you know like I'm very biased because I love these books and I love the people behind them and that's always why I've done the podcast so I'm always in Travis's ear you know what I mean I'm like yeah. you know you should talk to this guy you should talk to this guy <laughs> and now with their <laughs> with the presence having grown in Toronto so much and you Bob have been a huge part of that because you've done what two or three shows here in Toronto yeah. at this point. And to- Toronto is one of my favorite cities in the world. I, I love, I love Toronto. I've, I've had friends, I've been going to Toronto for before I was even writing comic books. Uh, cause I have a huge uh, friend base up there. Well, yeah, it's weird to have it. you come here and not need to stay with me like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it, but it, it's, it's such a great city. And now to be kind of have a different level like where I'd go to Toronto and I have friends there and now to go to Toronto and like have people that I work with there, uh, and a whole different aspect. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It's good. You're, are you coming up for fan expo this year? Absolutely, man. I wouldn't miss it for the world. So can we pass along to Travis that you will be in for fan expo, Sean? I'm in. There you nice. go. Easy enough. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be yeah. cool. Having the team. Uh, we're, are, is it going to be? Are, is issue one going to be out in any way by then? No. No, not in uh, time. Would, yeah. Well, it, so that's September. So what's the plan? What's the table? What's the calendar? It'll be, Tell me. So uh, when we're at Fan Expo, issue two will be hitting previews. Well, that's pretty good. So it, yeah. So issue one doesn't come out until Halloween. Uh, so it's going to be out on Halloween Day, and Halloween Day. I don't. I don't know if it's the same for Canada, but uh, <laughs> we have Halloween Comic Fest. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's an American thing or if it's like a nation. You know, what Halloween? Yeah, we we have Halloween, Bob. No, no, no. It's Halloween Comic Fest. <laughs> yes, uh, we do have the. Yeah, the, so it's yeah, like we the, do. It's like the, the lower level free comic book day. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, yeah. No, it's like something, yeah. Uh, so anyway. Didn't Fozzie do something for that one year? No, it's uh, Greg Wright. Greg Wright and uh, it's a Monstrous. Uh, what is it? Uh, three three Monsters and a Baby is going to be 
a free comic book offered on Halloween comic No, I mean in the past, though. I knew about that, but there's something – I think it's been done before. I think Jay had, had a Halloween Bodhi. Honestly, I didn't. I, I think this might just be my own ignorance. I I thought this was the first year that they were having it. Oh I've no, heard of it before? Oh, you haven't. No, this is this no. has been a few years now. Are you familiar with it, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's been around for a couple of years now because a few years back, I'm pretty sure he did a he did a Halloween Bodie issue for that. And so uh, yeah, so the the books will be hitting the stores on Halloween Day, which would be awesome because you got Ogre, Holliston. Uh, Carnival of Carnage, Nora number three, and uh, Family Graves number two. So all kinds of you know little scary books in their own way, uh, hitting Halloween, uh, hitting the stores Halloween Day, and Monstrous will be a free Source Point Press book that's available, which is pretty big for a small press publisher to yeah. be participating in that. And oh, I don't know if I can say this. Uh, well, we'll say it and then edit it. I'll say it and then I'll find out and then I'll edit it if not. So you'll get an edit here if not. But uh, Shay, our good friend A. Shay Han, I believe, will be working with Greg Wright on Monstrous for a while. Yep, absolutely. And I'm not sure if He's that's public knowledge. Well, they've been posting. Uh, he actually, he and Greg just started posting about it. I think today was the first I saw. Well, perfect. As we record today, so I'd like to announce <laughs> that A. Shehan will be working with our good friend Greg Wright on Monstrous from Source Point. You heard West. it here first. You heard it here first <laughs> on an elegant weapon. So, yeah, well, that's cool. The, yeah. Yeah. So, what else? What else before we wrap this up? Is there anything else people need to know? I'm going to be coming out there your way. I'm going to be there, kids. I'm going to be in Boston. Yeah. Uh, for Fan Boston Expo. Comic-Con. Fi- well, yeah. Oh, oh right. you got to yeah. get used to that. Yeah, we took that to shit that. over. It's all Canadianized now. So, yeah. yeah it, I'm excited. I actually I, I missed it. I mean, I've done Boston Comic-Con every year. And last year I missed it because uh, I was in a wedding in Philadelphia and I was uh, very happy. I don't want to say I was bummed. I was very happy to be in that wedding. Right. Um, but uh, I'm look. I'm you know, when if you've ever missed your you know your city's comic-con and the next year you're like even double excited to go back to it and i haven't missed uh, fan expo canada in 14 years so i'm excited to have all you guys at my house (laughs) i just hope like boston doesn't disappoint because i want it to be so boston like I don't. I like. I'm trying not to get too excited, but I want to hear the accents, and I want to. Oh, I, I want to see Irish shit, and I just. I just want. I really want Boston to be super Boston and cliched. Yeah. I really want like super cliched Boston. So. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna take you out. I'll take you out after the show. I hope I get to right, see a little something. We're right so. down the street from Southie. Really? So, <laughs> oh yeah. The, the World Trade Center is right down the street from Southie. So awesome. I have a great. I have a great place. I could. I got, I'm gonna take you guys to where they filmed Goodwill Hunting, and uh, we'll have a drink in there. And I'm sure somebody will come by and they'll say how about you like that you like apples <laughs> they'll do the whole boston thing sweet i'm so looking forward to it bob and thank you again in advance for your hospitality as you Absolutely. let us all this uh, comic loving bums crash in your house and well, uh, I, I told my wife i said i was like so it won't be just guys uh, casey pierce will be here and kareen will be here um i don't i can't remember her last who's name who's kareen she was at um she was at greater philadelphia Corinne, 
Do you know? Edit this. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Kareen Roberts. Yes. Okay. She'll be, okay. She'll be staying here too. Oh, so. really? Oh, she does wonderful work. Yeah, she's she's got really cool art. She does. So, uh, she'll be with us. Really, really, really cool art. And in fact, it reminds me. Uh, it, kids, our good friend Jay Fosgett has 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 some crazy stuff coming up, and he can't share it yet. Uh, but Jay's been in his own right doing some experimenting, uh, especially with his colors. And there's a lot of influence coming from certain areas that I can definitely see where it's coming from. And I'm really, really stoked for everybody to see that. So stay tuned because we'll be yapping about that. Uh, Fan Expo Canada here in Toronto. Come on down. Source Point Press. You get to meet this. these guys right here, Bob Sally and Sean Daly. Sean, how is your hamster? Uh, he's dead. Oh, no. When did the, <laughs> When did he die? Uh, last year, I think. What? The end of the year. It's been that long? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, listen, there's nothing to be sad about. He had a really good run. Did he? Uh, yeah, oh, he had a great... What did they do, like great... two years? How long did he go? Yeah, a few years, yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. No, he, uh... Yeah, Puts no. everything into perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little, you know? Uh, yeah, I know, but he, he was awesome. And, uh, I'll probably end up getting another one very soon. Oh. That's adorable. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, fellas. Sourcepointpress.com, SeanDaily.com. Uh, Salvagers Not has it. its own. Oh, sorry. That's right. You kept it real. SeanDaily.ca. Nobody keeps it real. Like, I think you're the only other CA I can even think of next like to an elegant CA. weapon. Everybody else is .com and all over the place. Um, but uh, I don't have a website. You just find me on social media. I thought Salvagers had a website. No, no, I got rid of it. Oh, all right. Well, because I, I started doing more stuff, and I was like, I didn't want to, you know, start. Yeah, you know, so I'm just on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And like you said, I'm a whore, social media whore. <laughs> if, if you hit me up there, nice. I will talk to you. These guys are I, both uh, uh, easy to find and easy to get a hold of, but please check out all their work. Uh, again, Samurai Grandpa, an absolutely stunning book from Sean and Eastern Diverna. And Salvagers by Bob Sally and a bunch of other fucking people here and there. And uh, <laughs> who's all – you worked with a bunch of people on Salvagers. Who's all been on Salvagers? Uh, George Acevedo was volume one and, uh, George and I, I, I signed, I had him sign a non-disclosure agreement that he could never talk about what it's like working with me. <laughs> and, uh, Sean, Sean, you'll be getting one of those in the mail. Uh, and, and, uh, Chris, Chris Jevenal worked on volume two and now I'm working with, uh, Eric Godal from France on volume three. Hey, and it's nice because these people like they, you know, they work on salvagers and then they get another gig. And, uh, you know, they go off to do something bigger and better. And I, I like that. Oh, yeah, it's um, awesome. I, I like, I like to see that. And, uh, and it gives me an opportunity to work with somebody else and to freshen up the way it looks and, uh, hopefully give everybody some good quality storytelling. And French artists are good. And I, I don't care that I'm only basing that on Ludovic Sele alone, but Ludovic <laughs> yeah. is good enough to base that on. So I'm very excited to see what comes out of your, French Salvagers book. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I'm really excited that uh, I know David Hayes was on your show promoting Kringle. Indeed. Uh, that was a fun David, chat. 
Yeah, David Hayes is uh, he. I talked to Travis and I told him I'd love to have other creative teams do one shots for Salvagers and see where it goes. David Hayes and Stan Yak are working. They're about halfway through uh. a Salvagers universe, a new crew. It has the crossover, uh, kind of the introduction to the new crew from the old crew. But uh, David Hayes and Stan Yak are ma- doing something really cool. And I love the energy that comes out of David Hayes. Uh, oh, he's yeah. so excited about this book. He's a fucking legend, that dude. I love that dude to he's, death. Yeah. And, and the Russian, the Russian himself, Stan Yak. Yeah, That's Stan pretty Yak. good. He's got some fucking skills, man. Um, yeah. Sean, Sean, maybe you and I should do a Salvager's book. Why don't we? If I write a Salvager's yeah. story, will you draw it? I'll draw it. There you go, Bob. I'll do it on. There you go. I'm down. And all Canadian content. Uh, I'll pull out some of my old fan fiction and rework it a little. <laughs> I do want to put. It, I do want to put a like a Canadian with that like that hard Canadian accent. You know, and he'd have to he'd have to smoke. So he'd be like, you know, you have to say smoke. Get a smoke. No, you could. You know, you could go hardcore and go right down there by the bay by make him a newfie, eh? <laughs> that's it, man. Well, it's a boot, it's a boot time. Yeah, it's totally. Uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for hanging out and chatting some ogre with us. Uh, I'm super, super, super stoked about this book. Uh, I've been kind enough to be privileged. Sorry, you've been kind enough to grant me a little preview here and there, which has been wonderful. But as always, I still cannot wait to actually have the book in my hands. Uh, I'm a tactile kind of guy. We're going to have to wait a little bit, a couple months, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be absolutely worth the wait. So uh, you guys got any last words you want to give out to the world? No, man. Uh, get out to your comic shops and order Ogre from SourcePoint Press. It's uh, code AUG182199. That's AUG182199. <laughs> Nine nine. Everybody's running for their fucking post-its and pencils right now. <laughs> hey, Sean, do me a favor. What's up? Stay alive, man. What's up? Stay alive. Re- okay. Reactivate your yeah. Facebook. Pop your head out once in a while. <laughs> uh, actually, it's kind of my, I shouldn't even be saying that. I told you. Uh, did you ever show up for that last Sunday social at the sidekick? I did, actually. I yeah. did not. My kid got sick, and I couldn't make it out. Uh, and yeah, it was a drag, but we're going to have to hook up for, for a cup of tea soon or something. Uh, yeah, well, Fenix was right around the corner. So. It is yeah, indeed. Hey, Lucky Clover, an elegant weapon, after party, I'm Saturday in, night. Right Y'all party. know we're going to keep that tradition alive. Uh, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Boston, Bob, I will see you very soon. Tell Lisa we're coming. And that's about it. So I guess that's all right. uh, that's all we're gonna have, kids, this week. Thanks, brother. On an elegant yeah, web. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Now take it easy.